0: Friday Night Smackdown, podcast on shadows, split, doing the damn thing, WWE, what's uh, going on? where were we at, we were in uh, the Big D last night, Polls tonight is World's Collide, I know everyone on both brands of NXT are very excited about that, if I can uh, calmly just Uh, take a side in the name of, in in spirit of, you know, the competition of the evening, you know, we gonna ride with the NXT boys, hopefully, you know, NXT UK is uh, you know, represented well by the superstars you know, of that brand, but we've been rocking with NXT for a while now, I have nothing against the UK guys I know they over there killing it, so it's just gonna be a very, very uh, very, very interesting let's just use that uh, you know, Clash of Styles, and you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it goes. Either way, open up SmackDown Live with the six man tag that I don't want to say everyone was dreading, but some members of the WWE Universe were upset about. But I mean, they made it as interesting as they were going to be able to make a six man tag match. I wasn't upset about it. Uh, the Bloodline, Roman Reigns. And the Usos took on Baron Cor- well excuse me, King Corbin, uh Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. And had a good match. It was fun. What was it, I think? Uh Jimmy Uso, uh caught an injury on the an apron or something like that. And and it was two on one and with uh Jay and Rome. And they, they had a good they had a good showing. Uh were able to pick up well, how did this go? Oh, uh Us came back out. Saved the day with a big splash. That was a good opening matchup, a good opening segment. Uh, Lacey Evans had an interview next with Michael Cole. Definitely, uh, you know, a heartfelt promo, a hard sell on Lacey. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, You know, just trying to provide the inspiration that she could. You couldn't tell whether or not she was actually tearing up or whether or not she was actressing. I'm gonna call actressing, but I would definitely say that it was coming from a very genuine place. So, you know, Lacey Evans earned her points. Bailey attacks from behind, which was like, oh man, I almost don't like where this is going because SmackDown Women's Champion is about to be made to be a fool. But not on stage. Oh no, no, no. No, no, no. Lacey picks up, well, excuse me. Bailey picks up the upper hand over Lacey. Uh, With the uh, little quick attack And backstage I believe we're getting an interview With the lovely Kayla Braxton Uh, She was saying something about something To somebody And here we go with Lacey and Bailey scrapping backstage Still oh Dana Brooke and Carmella Pardon me I don't want to forget those two The Women's Royal Rumble is totally shaping up To be one of the more focal points Of the Royal Rumble event As a whole so um, we're all excited about that but yeah, Mella and uh, Dana Brooke out there a, uh, I don't want to say an odd pairing it's just, you know, I'll say an unorthodox pairing, we'll see how long this lasts, I want to say again, but hey, Mella is money no question asked, and Dana Brooke is working on how she cuts the promo, I want to say maybe timing is, uh, is an area to improve in, but whatever, this is me literally doing my best not to have something negative to say about it because the, I don't I don't think there's like a glaring weakness in the Dana Brooke character so, with that and clearly she wants to do the growth thing, well, well I'll continue to you know, build with her, she's getting opportunities and last night she you know, uh, we talking baseball she, she hit a, uh, it was a cool little single you know, so, that's what's up um, Bailey and Lacey backstage fighting. Lacey picks up the upper hand, and Bailey is made to have the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, just like, oh, come on, like, come on, man. You know, like, come on, man. It's it's whatever, you know. Uh, it's whatever. But dude, that was that segment. Uh, Alexa, well, excuse me, Bliss Cross, Apple Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross were out. Next up, taking on uh, Fire and Desire. Who's I'm I'm half and half on their little hodgepodge of a track. I'm not I'm not mad at how it you know how it goes together. It's much better than the Kabuki Warriors, but I would almost say, well, back before they got the new song or the new theme change, which is leagues ahead. But uh, I, I I I'm I'm not against it. I mean, it's just. You know, whatever. You, like, you don't want to leave any one of them out. So, I mean, I guess. It makes them a tag team. Whatever. This is this is nitpicking. I don't want to say they need song changes, but maybe Sonya Deville could use a remix to her track. I don't know. Like, it's good. It's good. But maybe it could be a little bit better. I mean, whatever, though, right? They had a cool little match. Ends in a no contest because Bailey and Lacey come out brawling to the ring. The two ladies in the ring that were, I mean, well, excuse me, the two teams in the ring definitely had at it. And this, you know, added to the pull apart and the Royal Rumble element in a way. And I mean, it was it was cool for what it was worth. So that was a fun little segment. And um, we move on to the next one. So next up is uh who do we have? Braun Strowman and Elias take it on Shinsuke, Naka Continental and Cesaro. With Sami Zayn, their great liberator, uh, what is it? He, and he, he's outside as the manager. Uh, not bad, you know. I I don't think this is a team that's meant to be liked very much. So um, you know, uh, Elias had a good opening. He's you know doing his song thing with the with the guitar and people are following it you know it's like we haven't seen him for a while so it takes a while for the wwe universe to warm back to him i guess but at the same time we all know this is his thing when it comes to the music and you know writing the lyrics and now he's doing it as a baby face so i think it's just like uh, elias is in a very very uh different type of position as a wwe superstar being you know, the musician being like the, the song guy, recap guy, guy that talks about everybody. Like it's it, it's different. And it was like he face. I think the last time when he switched from hill to face so fast, it was like, OK, what's going on with this guy? Like, what what is up with Elias? And now this is why I think there's a little bit of warming that needs to be. Uh, you know, taken to when it comes to him being a babyface now or be as scripted as one. Hopefully, if he's going to be a babyface, let him be a babyface for a while. Or let the crowd really get behind him. Last night, him and Braun definitely did that. Do you want to be mad at Braun Strowman still singing and ha Uh I, I thought him doing, you know, about to go out there singing, do the duet thing. I thought it was just a fun element to add to the show. You know, for quick laughs and you know, I guess, warm-heartedness, if you will, so it was cool, and we didn't even have to sit through Braun Strowman singing, it was a great start to it, but then out comes Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura, so, very good, I thought it was alright, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too much, it was just enough, you know, and then we got into the action, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's good stuff, I like that, so whatever, Uh uh, all in all, Braun Strowman finally hit the running power slam. What's wrong with Nakamura? Why he can't take it? But did he, didn't he pin Cesaro with that? I think that was what happened. Either way, the adding the run back to it, it, it makes it look that much more impactful. We all, I think, in the WWE universe enjoy the move that much more when we do get to see, uh, you know, the, the running start to it. So it's very good. I thought that was fine. Oh, these guys are apparently going to save in the day somewhere. But uh, either way. Uh, yeah, Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke who looked good, but could not defeat uh, Braun Strowman and Elias. They got the running power slam into the, what was that? The, the That elbow. And Elias, we all know Elias has had that elbow for a while. But the fairly cool move of the night was uh, Elias walking the tightrope and then hitting the Meteora. That was cool. But um, all in all, it was a good tag team match. Now, next up, we had John Morrison taking, or yeah, John Morrison taking on Kofi Kingston, and um, I mean, cool promo backstage with the New Day. You know, get well soon, Woods. And yeah, they went out there and they did their thing. Now, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to sound biased at all. I was, I'm one of the only people, in my opinion, again, that. I ain't really trying to make a big deal of Kofi losing the championship in, what, seven seconds or whatever, eight seconds, however long, we're not even about to go through with all of that. Why not? Because maybe Kofi could still be made to look like a competitor that is capable, you know? Like, he didn't necessarily look too too much like a former champion if we're going with the majority of what the WWE Universe likes to believe about their winners circles and you know the program or whatever on the program Kofi was a former champion the storyline in my opinion is going well Maybe Morrison would have defeated Big E, but Kofi defeated Morrison. I think this can still lead to some form of tag team championship matchup eventually down the line. Instead of just Morrison picking up a victory on, you know, both members of the team. And I mean, how did, I can't remember now at this point, it's so far back. But how did Miz fare? I believe he, did he beat Big E in that match because of Miz's uh, interference? No, he beat Kofi. You see, then this is where it's like, all right, really? But at the same time, Miz hasn't necessarily been picking up that many victories, and Morrison just got back. So we got to make these guys look good. Kofi doesn't look bad, but you don't want to see a former champion losing that fast. If things like this are happening, then all we can hope is that Kofi eliminates Brock in the Rumble. That's really all we can hope for. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but it's going to be what it is either way. I enjoyed the matchup. I thought it was cool. I wasn't upset about, you know, the result too, too much. But you definitely do want to see your guys uh, succeed more often. And, I mean, everybody looked good. Miz cut a great promo to open it up, you know, and... You know, as we moved forward, in the fire truck in the background, but as we, uh, you know, moved forward throughout the match, these guys went in there and did their thing. A lot of counters between Kofi and Morrison. Wasn't as much uh, flash from Morrison this time around, but it was still a match that they had, and it was a good match, and that was fun. It was, that was, I was, I appreciated, uh, you know, them going in there and doing that. Miz and Morrison in their entrance with the slow mo, it's perfect, you know what I mean? And, You know, we just move forward as uh, the storyline continues to progress to this eventual tag team championship matchup. Now, this little Royal Rumble strap match, gotta have, and then the contract signing and all that, you gotta have some kind of wild element to the Fiend. I've heard, uh, I've even said it myself, like there's been a form of normalization that's been with uh, this Fiend character. And I'm not necessarily against it. I'm just not necessarily the hugest on it, you know? Like, you got to make it seem like something like, okay, Axe Fiend come to the ring, now he's coming down to the ring. And, and, you know, last week he was, you know, attacked by Daniel Bryan and, you know, uh, Kane and stuff like that, but he had Kane on the ball. Like, I'm not, like, this is where people can complain about forms of the continuity, but, I mean, like, I can advocate and make sense of, all of that, I guess, like as far as you know, why they were able to you know get the jump on the fiend last week and why Kane is even back, like, we're not gonna like, i not delving into the storyline that far, only because you know, there's still like certain wacky elements of sports entertainment, so it's fine that uh, you know, they're doing a the contract signing, you know, uh, I would have. Personally, when it comes to Bray uh, up on the Titan Tron, I would have been separating the Fiend and the Bray Wyatt character all together. Like, okay, like, yeah, he should come down, but... Right, like I, I, It was just a different way I would have went about having the Fiend come down to the ring. But at the same time, you want to keep the entrance very special. So when that happens at the Rumble on Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network... It's still going to, you know, definitely mean more than it would have had we just got a regular entrance. I figured The Fiend would come out... Well, not The Fiend, pardon me. I figured Bray would come out to the ring with the regular music and such like that and uh, do his regular Bray thing and say, I'm speaking on The Fiend's behalf because he's not here. But, I mean, maybe that was an idea and they said, nah, like, I, I... like if they had it up on the Titan, trying to means it was probably pre-recorded, but it worked out well. And then here goes, you know, the fiend in the ring to do his thing. That's what's up. They had to have that wild, crazy twist element with the way he stabs himself. Like he, you know, that's the way he wants to go about it. And hey, I'm not mad at that that edginess that WWE attempts to bring to the product as you know the champion and. You know, making the match compelling and such like that. So that was a good, good way to win about that. Um, yeah, that was a that was the main event, mind you. So we'll get into uh, two hundred five live now, where Ari Davari picked up. Well, excuse me, Tyler Breeze picked up another victory, uh, second victory in a row. We all know Breezy's been. You know, we uh, you know Breezy's story is different. You know, and we all want to see him win. We all want to see him do good, and I, I'm. It just didn't work out on the main roster. Maybe, well, I don't want to say main roster. Now, you know, this was, like, that's, I think that idea is really antiquated. But, um, yeah, when he was on, what, Raw and SmackDown or however that was working, it didn't really work out the best. Now he's finding more footing in 205 Live and, you know, in NXT and such like that. And and it's good. It's not bad. Like, Tyler picks up that victory. That was good. Uh, We had, who was it? Danny Birch taking on D. Brian Kendrick. Good matchup. Uh, Danny Birch and Devari teamed up. I get I think that was maybe like a. Oh, the referee kept not seeing what was happening, which was a fairly comical element. And uh D. Brian Kendrick picks up the victory due to a uh, interference from Arya Devari. And in the main event, we had uh leo rush taking on tony nice a good match a very hard hitting match these guys had all uh, some of the elements you've seen shades of i uh, dare i say the old 205 where they were hitting much harder and i mean uh, uh, nxt is totally like the standard when it comes to hard hits I know NXT UK is definitely well-known for that, but obviously it's all the NXT brand underneath the WWE umbrella, obvious. But 205 being, you know, written as one of the hardest-hitting brands, as the hardest-hitting brand for a while, you could definitely see that last night in Tony Nese and Leo Rush in, in certain aspects of the match, which was very, very good stuff, so... Oh, no, that was SmackDown Live. That was 205 Live. And uh, this was the podcast in the shadows. So, shout out to everybody to bring it to you each and every week. Uh, tonight, Worlds Collide. Tomorrow's the Rumble. And then the Road to Mania starts officially after all of that is. And then we got Monday Night Raw. So, I will catch you guys, I guess, for Monday Night Raw sometime in between for the uh, Royal Rumble recap and review. So, be responsible with your power, folks. Peace.